0: Welcome to Don't Feed the Trolls. Today we're going to talk about Twitter wars because, well, the name of our podcast is Don't Feed the Trolls and sometimes uh, there are trolls on Twitter, right Nate? Oh yeah,
1: always. (laughs) Always trolls. For some reason, Twitter is completely
0: conducive to just reducing people into you know, your worst projection of them and demolishing them in 240 characters or however many characters we have now. So we want to talk a bit about that. We've been, uh, you know, Nate and I both have had some interesting Twitter experiences in the last couple days. So, you know, it's fresh and and maybe we can talk about it and, uh, you know, give some insight as to uh, how these things go down and and, uh, maybe how we can avoid stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, uh I don't know if I don't know if it's possible to uh, avoid it, but uh what you we can't Twitter. avoid what we can't avoid is celebrating the people that support this podcast. And today we have two Scots, Scott Swan and uh, Scott Nutall. So, those are our two new patrons for this week. Those are our two two new patrons. We will sing the Scott Swan song <laughs> all day long. <laughs>
0: Yeah. If you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash don'tfeedthetrolls. There's like 17 or 18 Troll Talk episodes, which we... Nate and I had a beautiful conversation on the phone. I was going for a walk. Nate called me. We had like an hour-long conversation about science yeah. and and epistemology and how you know what you know and different ways of knowing things and it was awesome and then of course you know it's a phone call so we didn't record it but we have a bunch of those conversations that are up on patreon and if you haven't listened to them you can go to patreon and you can actually um you can get the url or whatever for your podcast app and you can just um manually add that rss feed link to your podcast app and then you'll just get it right in your app so you can listen to some bonus episodes and all that costs is of course eight dollar a month uh, five dollar five dollar a month, $5 a month uh, patrons we we have invited to the uh, Facebook group which we've um, yes been arguing a bit about Bigfoot on there recently so
1: oh man if you're boy. into if
0: you're into that stuff uh, I
1: apologize to our listeners who are just over the Bigfoot thing like I get it <laughs> I get it it's it's a, it's it's a weird thing for it taps me, it taps but. something fundamental. It and that's kind
0: of the conversation that we had on the phone the other day. It's like how do you it know? It represents how do you know what you know and and what sort exactly. of information do you rely on? And um, you know, people think differently about
1: it, and so I think that triggers uh, a debate. But anyways, yeah, um, but, you know, there's all that stuff up there, and, and if your name is Scott and you listen to this podcast, you better get on the Patreon because you got all these Scots that are pledging before you, <laughs> giving your Scott a bad a bad reputation, right? Don't give love yeah, a bad name, Scott. I'm I'm bad at my dad jokes your, on this podcast. Your promo, I, I well according to the internet, I'm an idiot. So well, you, there co- you go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about that. You 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 uh, hit me up the other day, and you were like, you were like, I've been feeding the trolls, and you even said so in our Facebook group. So so some yeah. some of these guys know what's going on and gals. Uh, but uh, but what was what was your situation like on Twitter?
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Um... So to fill people in, all I said was something like, hey, you know, the Internet deserves Kanye West to be able to speak his mind. So Kanye West is in trouble lately because he's like, I don't know, talking about Trump and talking about his Make America Great Again hat and and whatnot. Well, the big thing, that he, he broke
0: the Internet by saying, I like the way Candace Owens thinks. And Candace Owens is a really outspoken conservative pundit. Um, and, you know, she, it was this it was this video where she's arguing if Black Lives Matter uh, uh, protesters um and and basically calling them whiny little babies or something like that like she's pretty aggressive and then and then um and then kanye basically i guess he watched that and was like i like the way she thinks (laughs) which of course broke the internet right because kanye is not supposed to like that mentality he's the guy kanye is the guy that stood up on 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 a, a fundraiser on live tv and said george bush hates black people so Kanye's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. you know, he's supposed to hes supposed to be on that team.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Kanye, Kanye West knows that he's supposed to be a Democrat. He's supposed to be. He has to be. If he doesn't do that, he's in trouble. And uh, you tell a guy like Kanye West what he has to do and what he doesn't have to do, and he's going to do the opposite. Right. Or he's going to rebel in some way. And that's how most of these people that get there, that's the kind of personality that they have. And all I was saying was that, basically I should have tweeted, Kanye West will not... Ha- does not have to be a Democrat, and he most likely won't be a Democrat if you project that onto him, that he has to do that. Right. And um, so he's just going to, you know, but, but it's just frustrating because it's like my whole thing was more like there's going to be a time, and I think it's coming, uh, where, you know, unfollows isn't the only consequences you're going to receive if you just speak your mind. Right. Because we've sort of worked ourselves into a corner where everyone's so offended by everything. That, you know, Kanye West clearly was tweeting like, look, I'm not I'm not a conservative. I, I know Donald Trump does stuff that I don't like. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean I don't know that. Do you think if anybody is is quote unquote woke, it would be Kanye West because given the amount of people he spends time with, like it would be hard for him to stick his head in the sand over a lot of these issues. He's traveled. He's been around the world. And back again, he meets with influential people. You don't think he knows what's going on? You don't think he knows the kind of guy that Trump is? Just because you're some young, 20-something-year-old kid on Twitter, you think you know more than—it's just—it's crazy to me. So I just think—all I'm saying is free speech is important. Comedians are getting attacked. They're not allowed to tell jokes anymore because it's too offensive. And it's just going to continue to escalate. And I think so it's issue, You issue. So you tweeted— so so you tweeted something about like of
0: course Kanye West says says this because everybody wants him to say the other thing. And Kanye West loves and So we need Kanye
1: West to be we basically we need guys like Kanye West to be speaking their mind because if we don't have if if Kanye can't speak his mind then we're in, we're then we're in trouble, right? Um, well, no one's stopping
0: Kanye from speaking his mind. You know, obviously he's he broke the Internet by by speaking his mind. (laughs) Yeah. But
1: everyone everyone hates on him for speaking his mind about about, you know, because he's he looks at Trump. It's like he he gives the respect to Trump that he's like a president or something you know he's not just like anti-trump because he has to be anti-trump well, i think he mentioned something
0: like he's like he doesn't support all his policies but he likes the guy because he's got like dragon's blood or something like that. <laughs> he said dragon something and and he's yeah. like i do too you know i i speak my mind um you know fiery and so he's like i respect that part or whatever yeah, yeah. but so he's, so it, oh, so yeah. then what crazies happened he's like you, the crazies after you after you, after you commented uh. on that
1: Oh, you know, there was some people like, I don't agree, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, look, I don't think this is about Trump. I don't think this is just like I don't think Colin Kaepernick is about the the, the anthem or the flag. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's the vehicle at which you choose to make a point. Trump's like, I mean, Kanye's like, look, I'm allowed to like respect Trump as a person. That, well, I'm allowed just, to no, do that.
0: What he's really saying is I'm allowed to f- think freely and... My group yeah, doesn't exactly. own me. I'm an individual, and my group doesn't own me. And, and the that, the group and the, really
1: hates that. <laughs> and the "Make America Great Again" hat is the vehicle because he was posting about that. Is right. the vehicle which she says you can't put me in a box, and that's right. what this hat represents. And and everyone goes, no, oh, no, you hate you hate black people, and it's like you're telling Kanye West that he hates black people. Okay, so did um, you? So some girl like, and then Colin attacked Ka- you. Because of so this? then some girl some girl was just like shut the fuck up you know if sherwood r.i.p sherwood if it wasn't dead already so she's personally
0: like, attacking your your band and knows who you are
1: yeah it's great we don't like trump because he's so hateful but here's here's a big old scoop of hate on top <laughs> of it oh, okay great <laughs> cool and, and for then, then and then, for the record you, and don't, then like I'm the you don't like trump either you're I don't like saying, Trump. You're just saying Kanye is allowed to like Trump without the internet. Breaking. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But but get but then quote I'm the idiot. Um, and she like tweeted. Sometimes you just got to call it idiots. And I'm like, okay, idiot. One, you don't even realize what I'm trying to say is that you know Trump's allowed to do. I mean, sorry, Kanye's allowed to do whatever he wants. And two, you're scooping a big old hot steaming pile of hate on top of me because you think. Trump is a hater of of black people. Makes sense. Yeah. Let's 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 hate and hate our way to to love. That's gonna that's gonna work. So, you know, I fed the trolls in the sense that I was like I tweeted out this person googled my name and was able to see what I've done with my life and took shots. I googled her, nothing. <laughs> that, that's probably that probably Zinger. wasn't that probably wasn't the right way to respond but it's just like okay great yeah uh it's easy to attack somebody who's right has a body of work on the internet and while you're sitting at home well it's really tough
0: when you're when you're defending someone's right to uh, have an idea that you disagree with people really really hate that number one you're differentiating from the group you know as as someone who's not into trump his antics his policies or his personality or anything about him you're 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 differentiating, you're saying, well, you know, I'm not saying that you can't like them, you know, like, that's a, you know, the people like things for different reasons, and, you know, Kanye is a bit of an eccentric guy, and so he likes eccentric, aggressive people. I mean, that's okay, but you're defending Kanye's, uh, I guess, right to speak his mind and differentiate exactly. from the group. Exactly. Exactly. Turns you into someone who who is the embodiment of what Trump represents, you know? So yeah. like everyone is just an avatar on the internet They they just get to project because you're not a human in front of them. They just get to project that, Oh, this is your typical MAGA douchebag, And anybody who says anything that isn't like right along the party lines of, of what I believe is equal to a white supremacist Nazi sympathizer. So yes, fuck you, yes. essentially is what they're saying. So it, yeah, it, social media has its way of just. We all do it, right? We all just reduce everyone to an avatar, and we we we're well, talking past, we're projecting on them, and then we're and then we're attacking them, um, with our we're we're attacking our own projection, really.
1: Well, it's it's fine uh, if you want to argue on the internet, but. Um she got triggered well the weird thing is it's like one she was making it sound like she didn't care about me my band or any of my stuff yet follows me to know that I tweeted that for one it's weird or whatever found my tweet somehow um, talked about how she came to a show or something and then like liked a song and then good tweets well actually I don't you had one good song is what I think she tweeted (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Something like that. And then I'm like, okay. That's and then just said, mean, oh, by the man. <laughs> and then, by the way, like, oh, yeah, and your band follows me on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, so yeah, she, we have She didn't like what she sure you had to gotta... say.
0: So she came in with an ad hominem uh, personal attack on your life's work and said it was, you know, basically everything that you worked for is just garbage. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I'm sure you
0: to... really love. That that type it. of argument. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's that's gonna get people. That's gonna get people singing "We Are the World." You know. Yeah. And uh, make it a better place. <laughs> you know, get Michael Jackson going. We're all gonna hug each other because this girl gets on Twitter and tells everyone that uh, you know their their art that they spent their life creating is meaningless and worthless. Sure, but uh, because my of your opinion, is, is, yeah. My point is, is, if I don't matter, if if I suck, then you're not checking your Twitter every five minutes to see what's going on with my profile, and you're not listening to my music, and you're not following my page. It's just so obvious to me that this millennial generation or whatever, I don't want to categorize that, but this, I got a trophy for doing everything in my life generation, which is you know, the token stereotype of these people. Right. Um, they can't handle anything. I'm just like, look— Get off my feed. I'm not even saying anything controversial. I'm just saying, look, let's all step back and let this guy speak his mind. Because if he can't speak his mind, we're in trouble. And you're and talking
0: about the blowback that Kanye got from a bunch of people.
1: Yeah. 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 It, so Kanye basically gets crucified. Which, of course, and so he thought, loves it. You know, That's what he Oh, yeah, he for. loves it. Yeah. It's not well, we hurting love to, him. We, we love to elevate people in society, and then we love to crucify them. That's what we love to do. That, to me... Should have been in our conversation yesterday, Matt. The DNA and the the, the evolution of humanity. We love elevating heroes. And once those heroes do something we don't like... We love to shoot him down and stone him to death.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it was was indicative of like Obama's campaign. Like he gets elected, and everyone's just like change, hope, and everything, and people are dancing in the streets. (laughs) And then, and then like a week later, people are like, he's the worst. So I (laughs) maybe the children of Israel, I think, embodied that. You know, it's it's ancient.
1: Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) it is ancient. It's ancient. Yeah, Yeah. Hosanna, Hosanna, (laughs) um, crucify
0: him right and right in th- in 3 it, days right there there in, that's yeah. jesus he gets welcomed with a huge crowd and celebration and then 3 days later they kill him
1: <laughs> yeah so it's so that's what social media has become we have evolved to this is our stage this is our like my, my, my buddy said today at coffee this is the roman gladiator arena right. twitter is just well and celebrity elevating I mean, people and and then just just yeah. hate, just the hate trolls coming out but here's the thing this this is the it's frustrating because people are equating, you know, uh, uh, making the Kanye argument about Trump, and I'm saying, look, this is the same dumb people. that continue to make the Colin Kaepernick thing about patriotism and the flag. It's nothing to do with the flag, but that's the argument because that's where they're offended. You don't love the country as much. So as Cap- I do.
0: Kaepernick you know? is
1: choosing a peaceful protest
0: to protest um, police brutality, and yeah. and you're saying Kanye is protesting the inability to think for himself via the the MAGA hat, the sort of the, the thought police and the group thinkers on the left saying you
1: you belong to us. And he's like, no, I protest that. Yes. And that, and that by posting a photo of his signed MAGA hat, that to me is exactly what he's doing. He's rebelling against, right. You know, and as we did the Enneagram episode, I love that as a four, because I hate authority. Right. That's part of the DNA that, that I have is that, you're not going to tell me what to do. Right. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. And I'm sure as hell going to talk to you all if you start crucifying Kanye West because he decides he wants to post a picture. Even though I don't like Trump, the way he goes about doing things and the things he says, and he's probably making all of his billionaire buddies more rich, and I hate that, all that stuff, but it doesn't mean that like Trump is the same as Kim jong Korea killer. They're not the. They're not. Well, the did you see? Did you dude. see today?
0: Kim Jong Un met with the South Korean president, uh, who I don't know his name, of course, because he's not a sociopath. But yeah. but they they met and they like crossed over and they're like, you know, Kim Jong's looking pretty diplomatic these days. So the world is Weird. upside
1: down. The world is upside down. But, but I think Trump is more of like a rich guy that's gotten everything in his life. That's right. really narcissistic. That knows how to get what he wants. But I don't think he's this. This, you know, Churchill dictator that's going to kill 50,000, you know, 50 sure. million people. Sure. I, and people equate them that the same. I'm like, look, right. Trump's the crazy—he's crazy. He's crazy. And, and Kanye's crazy. Of course. Like, I don't—but but guess what, you know? Shut the fuck up. Your band's dead. If you even— yeah. If you even defend another artist's right to defend himself, that's right. Like, you know what I mean? It's like levels of in- inception here. I'm not. i I'm just saying that this guy over here is allowed to do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants. Oh no, you, no, no. He, you can't say that he can do that. Oh, okay. Right. Interesting. Right. So, so, but it's but kind of I, like that's how yeah. the
0: that's how the left alienates a lot of people. I think sometimes because they're like, you, you either fall in line or we kick you out. Because they kind yeah. of they they devour their own. Um, a lot faster than the right devours their own and and obviously there you should if, if someone's bad on the right you should they should be devoured like but they'll defend even the bad guys on that side on the left man they eat their own so fast and that just really alienates cuz there's no loyalty right there's no there's no freedom it's like you either fall in line or you're done and yeah. Uh, yeah. and so yeah that's yeah. what drives it pushes a lot of people away and it's not like a hopeful embracing a message of like, listen, we all have our differences, but we can all, you know, we can all rally around these liberal values of, you know, free speech and, um, you know, equal rights and stuff like that. Well, I mean, that, that should be what the left is about. And in,
1: instead, it's like fall in line or, or GTFO. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you have sort of, you know, a big picture understanding, you know, I was talking to, to my buddy Micah last night about this, and he was talking about, in the 50s, comedians used to be, you know, thrown in jail for making jokes on stage. Yeah. Um, because, like, you know, they were making raunchy jokes and people didn't like that. And so, you know, the cops would come into these clubs and, and they would throw these comedians in stage. And one of the the, the grandfather of uh, comedy, I mm-hmm. can't remember the dude's name, but he was telling me this story about how he basically got went broke fighting for free speech in the courts and we're going back there we're you know you you watch Chappelle's latest episode on netflix and he's talking about this he did all the basically did the whole piece on it just like right I'm, you know and he makes it a joke and it's and it's funny but he's just like look i yeah the funny everyone's thing is offended but the everyone's role, offended but
0: the roles have flipped it's not it's not the um see back in the day it was the really prudish Conservatives who were like, "These are raunchy jokes, and this is not good for public discourse," and so we need to put a uh-huh. stop
1: to this. From like a yeah,
0: and 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 then now it's 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 almost like there's a puritanical element on the left that's like, "No, we can't hear that. That's offensive to somebody, so we need to put a stop to it." It's just the the pendulum
1: swings, it's, you know, with the rules. It is weird. Yeah, it's oh, like, well, it's like the conservatives of the old are becoming. The new liberal well a lot of people and, and yeah the liberal now are becoming the old conservative <laughs> yeah it's weird i mean it's just people are people right but but we all
0: but we all get offended by certain things we have our ideologies and we want to put a stop to it and, and anyway speaking of stereotypes i'm going to share a little bit of um an argument i yeah. had on twitter the other wait, day
1: wait so so wait a minute so wait a minute here so i'm have i'm fighting the trolls and feeding the trolls and you're feeding the trolls and we have this podcast called where we can we can talk about feeding the trolls but, but we're uh, my, both end, feeding the trolls t-
0: together. mine end. mine end. Po- mine ended positively i think was I've this learned... on twitter yeah it was on Facebook? twitter i i think i learned oh. a lot actually about um how to have these debates on twitter where it's so easy to just dehumanize people um and, you know, sometimes, whatever, I'm tired, I'm lazy, and I'm just, uh, I want a troll, but sometimes I'm like, I can see this person's pain, and I don't want to, like, belittle that. I want to, like, engage with them. So, anyways, this is an argument over uh, the Simpsons character, Apu, right? Apu is a, the stereotypical yeah, about this. Um, South Asian, they were talking about South Asian, we all know he's Indian. Yeah. Um, and he uh because
1: the character because the character that does the voice went on late night and said yeah that
0: Hank Azaria basically went on Colbert and said listen I, I know there's all this outrage and i think we should listen to these people and he was actually pretty um he, he was he was he was pretty accepting to whatever would happen he's like I, you know i'm just doing this cuz comedy but like if people are really in pain or or hurt by the character then we we really need to address uh what's going on and i, I the argument is that you know, these stereotypes have been propagated by white writers, right? So it's sort of an identity issue, right? Like, so white writers have uh, written these stereotypes and they have proven, the argument is that they've proven harmful to immigrants from South, Haven, South Asian and even Middle Eastern countries because, you know, Apu is a stereotype. He's 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 re- this stingy, you know, convenience store clerk who, you know, represents all the negative stereotypes of you know, Seven Eleven owners. <laughs> so, so, yeah. um, so I, I understood this and this guy in Neil dash tweeted this thing and it was just like, but I'm, but the, but part of me was like, okay, get, you know, check my white privilege. All right. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't called a poo growing up and bullied. Okay, great. Um, but I do have, I do know what it's like to feel bullied. And I do know what it's like to move to another country and have an accent and be bullied for that. And, you know, we have we can i can identify with someone's pain in that way even though i'm a white man i can still identify like i was i moved from canada to the u.s in sixth grade and i had an accent and i didn't stand for the pledge of allegiance because i didn't know what it was and i was even i was ridiculed by my own teacher and and students and bullied and whatever and you know i got the canadian beat out of me essentially so i know what that's like yeah and this guy, you know, he tweets, and, he, and he's going back and forth with me. He's got like 600,000 followers. I'm like, why do you care what I think? But I think my avatar, white man, was like, okay, I embody whoever was mean to you. I embody that person. And that's not, I'm not arguing that Apu doesn't hurt people's feelings. <laughs> but what I yeah, was arguing yeah. was that Simpsons is a show about stereotypes. It's a show about you have Homer's the main character. He's the stereotypical, ignorant, drunken, blue-collar, middle America working dad. And he is a moron. And the whole show is through his lens. So how does a stereotypical blue-collar, working, middle-class dad who's totally ignorant see the world? Well, he sees the world through that lens. So everybody is a stereotype. So you have a Pooh and you have Krusty the Clown who's a uh, Jewish vaudevillian character who who is you know deceitful and and angry and whatever. And of course that's okay because it was played by a Jewish guy, right? So there's no problem there. But then you have, you know, groundskeeper Willie, who's the quintessential Token Scottish Irish guy. Scottish stereotype. Scottish. Yeah. So his Scottish accent is so bad, not played by a Scottish character, and he's drunk all the time and he's angry <laughs> and violent and he has red hair. So it's I like, he's a, he's a ginger and he's Scottish and he has a terrible accent voiced by someone who's not Scottish. And I'm like, listen, how far are we huh. going to go with this? Because if you can't handle a single stereotype, you know, all these characters are stereotypes and the whole show is a meta stereotype. It's a stereotype about how average ignorant Americans stereotype people. And that's why yeah. it's funny. It's meta funny. So like, yeah, he 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 was making it about like, we don't have, you know, South Asians in the writer's room and therefore these negative stereotypes happen. And I was arguing, no, the whole point of the show, like if you had a South Asian in the writer's room, that Apu's stereotype would be brutally worse. It would be way more negative because they would know all the stereotypes far more yeah. than, you know, anybody else. No, I, I
1: I hear what you're saying. And I think that's, that's what I'm trying to say on my side too. It's funny. We're kind of arguing the same thing. Um, if I really think about it, is that like, yeah, where, where do you draw the line? Where does it end? At some point, you're not going to tell any, you There's not going to be any art or any stories because, you know, or any romance. You're we talking about earlier about how like, you know, there's, there's really no rules for love. And you have all these rules now coming down where like all the consent issue, it's like, you have to ask a girl if you want to kiss yeah. her. It's like, at, at what point does like love, like the whole romance, die? Because you just have to follow this set of rules, and uh, where does story die? And as I,
0: a I, as I, a caveat, though, like I, I'm not a huge fan of like the slippery slope argument. Um, but but I'm like, if part of me thinks that if comedy dies, like if comedy's not allowed to be to speak to the stereotypes we all hold in our head about everybody, like everybody is a stereotype, right? There's some stereotype of your class or your people group that other people laugh about, right? And it's not you. But when we identify as our group, then we really, really take it personally when someone identifies the stereotype of that group. But we, if, if we identify as individuals that can relate, and then yes, like... I was the Cana- like. Look at South Park. Like Canadians are totally dehumanized. Their heads pop oh, off when they talk, and they they're idiots. You're like, I'm a Canadian. You know, like I laugh at yeah. that. But yeah. the difference is, and I was bullied too. So like, I could I could identify as a victim. And this is kind of like the Candace Owens thing, which I hate to credit a little bit of that conservatism. But like, if I identified as a victim, uh, you know, as an immigrant to the US and a victim of bullying because I was different, and I just identified, 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 I would develop a lot of resentment. However, I adapted. I made unlikely friends. I overcame. What didn't kill me made me stronger, right? And I identified instead as someone who... Overcame a survivor, a victor, not someone who um, was beat up. So I was talking to this yeah. guy, and he's from, uh, well, his family's from Iran, and he was like, "Put yourself in my shoes," and I was like, "Great, this." I'm on Twitter with a random, and he's asking me to put myself in his shoes. This is a like a way that we can relate, and so he's like, you know, after 9-11, you know, I didn't experience any racism. And then after 9-11, I experienced a ton of racism and be, you know, because uh, I'm of Middle Eastern descent. And he was also saying like, you know, little racist white kids on the, on the, on the schoolyard, you know, used to call me a poo. And so he's kind of like, he's got the stereotype from India and he's Middle Eastern. He's not even Indian. And so, um, so there's just these negative feelings of sort of resentment of, of what that character sort of allowed kids to do with the stereotype, right, yeah, to, to weaponize yeah. it in a way or whatever. And I was like, hey, man, I understand that. And I kind of explained a little bit of my story of, like, you know, I was bullied for being different, too. And I remember, like, when I was in uh, fifth grade, there was this kid, this uh, Pakistani kid, um, who was named, whose name was Hufar. And, um, there was this other kid, Zach, who was kind of a bully in our class. And he was like beating up who far and being like, who farted, who farted, like making fun of his name and being a kid who was bullied myself. I was like, Oh, hell no. And I also took judo. So I took Zach and I threw him on his ass, like with like a judo move. And then Zach was like crying and like chasing me around. And they pulled me into like, you know, <laughs> Mr. Hibbert's class. Cause that was our teacher. And Mr. Hibbert was a black dude. And, and he's like, what, what? What'd you do? And Zach's like, well, he threw me on the ground. And he's like, is that true, Matt? And I was like, yeah. Well, he was making fun of who And Mister Hivert just like whipped his head around. And he's like, is that true? And Zach's like, yeah. And and then he's like, well, you can't make fun of people. Then this is settled. Get out of here. So I had yeah. I had my uh, I had my teacher you were a ba- hero. my my teacher backed me up right because he understood that people make fun of people because they're different. And what I was telling this guy who's from Iran who was the stereotype was like leveled against him when he was a kid. And then after 9-11, he, you know, people looked at him weird and, and treated him differently. Um, I was like, I, I can identify as an individual, just like I, I could identify with Hufar. And his, his family's from Pakistan and my family, you know, I'm, I'm a white guy from Canada, but we're not divided along those lines. Cause we identify as individuals who are bullied for being different. And I'm like, that's what we need to do. We need to stop identifying as, like, this stereotype is bad for my people group. Therefore, we need more of my people group to, like, be represented or whatever and, like, use these authoritarian measures to, like, make sure everything's equal. Rather than saying, you know, every individual is different. Every individual's story is different. And we can relate. Yeah. Like It's not an equal world if you have, like, total equal representation across the board. Because even then... We could just be re- we could just be saying we're equal now, but we're it's just because the groups uh, are are dispersed in uh, a suitable uh, percentage. That doesn't mean that we actually identify with individuals. It might mean that we identify less with other people. We'll say I can't comment on that because I'm X Y Z group. It's like no, I can comment on that because I, as an individual, experience that as a human being. So this whole yeah. like dividing along lines to me it just rubs me the wrong way. And so I saw that in this Apu thing where people were like mad at the stereotype. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it's so funny how Simpsons gets it, to... but South Park doesn't get it. Like South Park is the worst
1: and somehow they're they're like the Trump of like cartoons. You know, like- they... Ladies and gentlemen, Matt just set a record. I think that was like eight minutes <laughs> straight <laughs> rant on Apu. So, uh so yeah. congratulations out there everyone thanks Matt, are thanks you, are you feeling all right did you, did you take a drink of water and calm down a little bit or yeah
0: you know i'm just doing my thing
1: <laughs> i've just i'm just giving you some sh- some shit you know i think yeah. you can handle it because yeah. i think you're uh, i can you've been through you've been through the the playground brawls yeah, i've so overcome a, i've this. overcome a lot nate I've i have overcome a lot oh i know i love it i, I think you're right though and i think what we have now is you have a lot of guys rising to the surface, guys like Jordan Peterson, who a lot of the intellectuals on the left hate yeah. because he's saying such basic stuff like men and women are different. Right. Here's the stats. Those types of dudes are rising to the surface and at an alarming rate because I think the majority of us are kind of stepping back going, "What, what is going on here? How come right. everyone's offended by everything? The world is basically turning into a, uh, you know, like a Perel bottle where you got to take your little, you know, your your antibacterial and, and spread it all over the place because everyone's afraid of getting germs. Um, <laughs> you know, like, we all well, got to be I'm safe like, now. What does Like, and we got like, like, to teach what?
0: people individual responsibility. Like, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. And yes, you shouldn't have to suffer because you're different. But that is society. Like, as a kid, but that, my kid, no one suffers more than my 18-month-old kid right now. Because he wants things that he can't have, and we are just grinding him down. And he's crying all the time because he can't put the tear up to the sink and turn the water on. And it's <laughs> like society just does that. It just It's, but, it's a bit of tyranny, right? Like you're going to get beat ha- up and bullied and bad stuff's going to happen to you. But as an individual, how
1: are you going to handle that? That's the big thing. You know, like I'm not, it's easy. Well, that's what I'm seeing now with this generation on Twitter. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't, it's like they don't know how to deal with people who don't exactly agree with them at right. all. And they, they lash out. They think, oh, this guy's, this this president's so hateful. That's it. I'm going on my hate rampage. And it's yeah. like, clearly... Yeah. You you haven't been through anything that difficult. Like you you want to think you've been through something difficult. You want to think you've had a hard life, and you want to think you've had some controversy. But clearly, if you had, this would have rolled over your, you know. And I'm just like the people that handle
0: handle suffering and struggle well. They're not these freak out microaggression people. They're not the safe spaces people. They're the people that can really roll into any place they've handled their suffering and their struggle well. People who've gone through immense suffering are some of the most peaceful, calm people because they've overcome yeah. so much. They're like, I put all that behind me. Nothing you can throw yeah. at me is going to really piss me off.
1: But look at you, look at you as a kid though, without like, you know, being on the playground and sticking up for that kid it puts you in a mindset of like, yeah, bullies kind of suck but like let's duke this out and then in that situation the teacher sets it straight so if you have some characters on some TV show that represent stereotypes it's up to the the adults in the situation to be like let's talk about these characters let's talk about the stereotype you guys sure. all watch the simpsons right what's wrong with homer simpson well right. this is what's wrong with homer okay yeah. what's wrong with bart or and just what is wrong-
0: the stereotype of of marge what you know as the and you know, why re- do they exist? Repressed housewife or Lisa as the goody two shoes, anal retentive, you know, pers- like it's everyone is like Bart is the rebel, like everyone is a, is a two dimensional stereotype. And that's why we laugh at it. Right. It's not meant to reflect yeah. reality. It's meant to reflect our idiocy, our own inability to see reality that we keep that's underneath the surface. Right. Or that
1: characters are complex and more so than we like to think, you know? Like, humans are complex. And that's yeah. what I think Kanye West is trying to fight against. Like, like, I'm a complex individual. Like, today he tweeted something like, I'm not a conservative. I haven't even researched enough of what a conservative is to call myself a conservative. I'm just not going to be put in a box. And basically said that in a tweet, like, I'm not going to conform to whatever. You, and it's exactly, I've, I should have just retweeted it because I'm like, that's exactly what I was trying to say is that like yeah. Kanye West is no conservative. Are you kidding me? He's not, but he's not some extreme liberal anyway. He gets up on TV and he says whatever he, he grabs the microphone from Taylor Swift and says, Beyonce had a hell of a video. He's like, that's Kanye. He's just going to say whatever he wants to he say. Joked, he joked about it. Some guy, some radio DJ
0: was like uh, saying something about him and like hating on him and stuff. And he was like, he uh, ebro or something i forget the guy's name but he was like hey bro i'm gonna let you finish but charlemagne had one of the best interviews of all time (laughs) (laughs) so he's yeah he's even mocking himself which is yeah i mean this is the thing it's like how do you overcome a stereotype like I, i know this like when people make fun of you how do you beat them you be funny you want it, you you want people to keep making fun of you, keep reacting and freaking out over the stereotype or the box yeah, they put that. you in. I
1: didn't do that well myself. Like you got to just
0: be a goofball and be funny and be like, yeah, no, you thought I was stupid. Here's how stu. Here's how even more stupider I am. Yeah. <laughs> and that disarms
1: things, you know. It's like use your own jokes against yourself. Uh, yeah. You know
0: that's how you survive. No, I, I thought know.
1: about that. Something like, yeah, sure Sherwood's, Sherwood's dead, man. Wake that thing up. What the hell. Yeah, <laughs> that last, that well, last yeah. record we put out sure was shitty. Well, you you, know? te- you texted you
0: texted Aaron and I, Aaron Lunsford, who's been on the podcast, and you were like, "How do you guys do it? Like, deal with all these trolls on Twitter?" And Aaron's like, "You just gotta not give a shit and just say really mean and trolling things. <laughs> don't don't give them any daylight in, into your humanity." And that's yeah. kind of what Twitter's become. It's like no one really sees any humanity in in the, the person they're arguing with. And I, I want to say, like the guy that I was arguing with for a long time, this Iranian dude from Canada, we ended up like joking and having a like and relating to each other because I think he realized I wasn't the bad guy. I wasn't. I wasn't the guy that he yeah, was projecting yeah, yeah. on me. And I w- I realized that he had he had a story and a reason for feeling the way that he felt, and I I related to his story as an individual. And yes. I'm a white guy and, you know, from English, Scottish descent. And he is, you know, a brown guy from Iranian descent. And we could relate on an individual level to what it feels like to be bullied. And I think that's the core that we don't see in why people are reacting and responding to things. And I just have a different view on how to deal with those emotions and how to overcome those things. And so, yeah.
1: Well, you can't cleanse the world you can't purge the world there's no way we're going to be able to legislate people to give a shit it's just not going to happen you know what i mean it's like um it's like when people go anonymous it's, it, it, it's like when people really get their chance to do and say what they want to say you'd be surprised if, if, if we could actually read people's minds we'd all be offended all day long um <laughs> so you know true. what i mean that's so it's true. like and so we're thinking that oh by not having this information out there it's going to make the world a better place and it's like no i mean you need your heroes to stand up in situations you need your your matt mcdonald's to push over the well the bully stereotypes on the, on the...
0: are like
1: a useful survival mechanism
0: i mean they just are we're always on the lookout for danger for instance so like if you're if it's a dark street at night and you see uh a shadow lurking in the alleyway you're gonna cross the street right yeah because there's a stereotype of people who lurk in alleyways. It's yeah. that they're criminals. You can't just go around saying everyone is we're, I'm going to give them the most charitable opportunity to prove their humanity to me. Like yeah. you could do that, yeah. but you you're way more likely to get killed or robbed. So you take your you, it's a risk assessment. It's like, well, I could cross the street here or or I could, you know, take a chance.
1: No, I remember <laughs> being a kid, you know. I remember I remember You know, riding my bike with my friends at the school behind my parents' house. And I remember every time we would see an adult walking by himself out there or something, you know, we would all ride away. It was just, you know what I mean? Like, rogue adult at a a school after hours. Yep. Let's and we ride were, our bikes away from we, this kid. Like we don't, we didn't know. You yeah, know? We, we grew up
0: with uh, stranger danger, so we were free range, right? Exactly. We got to go wherever. But everyone was like,
1: "Strangers will give you poison and stuff like that." So we were like, "No, adults, run away!" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, like it doesn't mean that we ran away from, um, bad guy or a good guy. It well, was just <laughs> well, I mean, you could tell the difference right away if, like, that guy looks like he's a he's a middle middle aged dad with right. his kids. Yeah, it's probably fine. Versus just some rogue dude walking around with, you know, shaggy hair. You, you stereotype. How, how dare you
0: stereotype that guy's hair? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, <laughs> well, if you look like, and I think that's the problem. Is like, you, you know, you're what you're saying is, um, you know, where do we draw the line? And you're, so you're saying the slippery slope thing is not really something you tend to. Uh, to that's I don't I go, don't like to it's...
0: think about it, but I think what if when comedy dies, society dies. Cuz if you can't joke, if you don't have the freedom to say what you think is well, this is funny a lot of or what... ridiculous or offensive anymore, then ooh, I just don't think that that's the right way to, that our society should operate. I think we need to allow, you know, storylines and plots and characters to develop that are stereotypical that don't You know, that are bad guys. You know, like, I don't want to say where does it end, but like, you know, Simpsons is kind of... The reason it's been on the air for like 25, 30 years is because it's meta. It's not just about these stereotypes in the show. It's the stereotype of Americans who see the world through Homer's eyes. And that's... It's making fun of that. It's making fun of people who stereotype. So well, it's like markets, there's layers, the, but no one can see the layers, right? They just see the offense.
1: The free markets can decide if they don't want that on the, on the air. Well, that's what I that's what thought. You know what and
0: that's what they were arguing. They were arguing that like, the outrage is a free market, free speech uh, tool. And when I saw Hank Azaria on Colbert, I was like, no, this guy is really worried about his career. And he's doing self-preservation right now. It's not, it's not that people aren't watching The Simpsons because it isn't funny. So this it's still going because people still find it funny. They they love all the characters and all the side characters and they just love them all. And they're watching yeah. it. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's the free market. There's a demand.
1: But, but my point is it's like, yeah, there's it's people not like... on the
0: left saying you can't you can't produce stereotypes like that because those stereotypes are harmful, so we're going to go in and change it even though there's no demand for it. Actual demand. Uh, market yeah, demand. dangerous. It's yeah.
1: dangerous because then then you know there are countries in the world where you're you're beheaded if you say things like that you're beheaded if you express any individual thought or freedoms and uh yeah. um, yeah. that exists that kind of extreme uh sort of you know uh confiscation i guess of of, of free thought it will kill ki- will be your end and right. uh, so that we 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 know that exists. That's where it goes. And when you start to... I, I do believe in this The funny thing is it, situation. Ex-
0: it exists more than it doesn't. And if you look at the deep time perspective of history, it's existed far more than it hasn't. Like what we have here is really fundamentally new and different in the West. And I know people like to hate on the West and hate on capitalism and hate on the colonialism that seeded it and all that. But a lot of people are just really pessimistic about the fundamental rights that we do have and the way that we've been able to elevate all of the marginalized people around us over the last 300 years. And yes, it's not changing fast enough for some people because, you know, democracy is a slow, you know, dull instrument, but the, the ability to preserve and protect people's individual rights for this long and the right to criticize the government and the right to criticize those in power like those are rights that we have to fundam- fundamentally protect if we're going to keep this weird experiment going. And yeah. These used to be liberal leftist values, like you know. It, and it just seems like people are like, you know what? What you're saying is offensive to me, and so I'm going to shout you down. I'm going to deplatform you. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to pressure you. I'm going to threaten your job, your career, your livelihood. I'm going to sick the mob on you on Twitter. I'm going to destroy your life fuck you, you only had one good song, your albums suck, and your band's dead.
1: Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Well, I, what I think is ironic, and we could probably wrap it up here because we could talk about this all day long. Sure. Is like, being called a Nazi uh, is interesting. It's really interesting. What does it do to you? Be, be, well, no, I mean, just the idea, if you really unpeel what a Nazi is, oh, it's, sure. it's, they limited the free speech. They pulled, told people they had to conform. You know, it's like... It reminds me of that episode, that, that, that part in um, um, Field of Dreams. You know, I don't know if you've seen F- Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a great movie, but she's at the town hall meeting and they're talking about taking these books out of the schools. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, his wife stands up and says, Who's with her? Who wants to burn books? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she's trying to make it sound like, Look, we need these books. They say offensive stuff. There are racist slurs in them. Mm-hmm. But you where you know when we start burning books and then you know she's she calls the other lady who wants to burn books a Nazi. So the <laughs> Nazis wanted to burn the books, keep the information away, conform, right. go into the row, you know and, and and basically be mechanized right. So to call someone a Nazi because they're expressing their free thought it's just it's, it's super ironic to me. It's like right. yeah, well, let's all get on the progressive side. Extreme well, I mean, side. on the left, it's like Stalinist, Leninist, Russia. I mean, they expelled all the
0: intellectuals and burned books too. I mean, it's it's like the extremism is the authoritarian regime and it can come from the left, which which is motivated purely by we are going to make a fully equal society and we're going to construct it from the ground up, which always yeah. ends up murderous because, well, that's not how humans work. And then from the right, it's no, we are the master race we are you know are the master nation it's 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 nationalistic socialism and we are going to you know usher in the new era of of utopia through our authoritarian means and both sides are wrong people both yeah. sides are way wrong and when you hear yeah. these when you hear these utterances of some people on both sides you know on twitter it's like do you know who you're quoting do you know like Do you know what you... Like, do you know history? Do you know that this happened just in the 20th century? Hundreds of millions of people died because of these ideas or just, you know, parasitically attached to politics and governments were overthrown and the ideas were able to come to fruition and millions of people died because of those ideas. Like, freedom of thought and expression and speech is the only tool to self-correct. When we make a mistake... We can always correct. But if you stop letting people express themselves creatively, even if it's offensive, then when we make a mistake, people won't be able to speak up about it. People won't mm. be able to, to correct our, our trajectory. And then we're really screwed. So speech is the only tool to, to really fix things. I mean, we make mistakes all the time. But because people can f- speak freely, th- then we're able to fix them. So that's mm. yeah, just my two cents.
1: You know I wonder if Kanye West has kind of gone like the full spectrum because like anybody you know you you get to a point in your life where you're like okay yeah I'll get on I'll get on stage and do absurd things and Kanye West is like look I've been hanging out probably in this camp my whole life this ideas this this ideology right and then you wake up one day and you're like what is on the other side exactly you know what sure. what is over there and I think that you know it reminds me of of <laughs> uh, like in Pawnee, Indiana, in a parks and rec. You know, you've got the other town, the bordering town. Right. And there's just constantly this conflict. What's the other town called? Uh, um, I forget. It's been a, it's been a few years. Oh, I love man. that show, though. You know, she's always, she's always just talking about just what they're doing over there. And then there's so many episodes where like they break, you know, there's like this fence between them. And yeah. uh, is it Eagleton? Eagleton. No, no, that, yeah. Eagleton it is. It to be. In, anyway, um, but they do such a good job at kind of showcasing how these towns are so there's so many stereotypes in that show and um but sometimes you just got to go over to Eagleton, you know what I mean? You just got to walk over there and hang out with the people and go look, okay, you know, I my whole life I've been told you guys are rich white snobby people. Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to come I'm going to come associate with you guys and right. um um you know, and I think this is why Jesus tells the story. And we, I, I don't, I, I hesitate to say this because we're really going to open a can of worms. That's but, your. That's the name of your game. That's Nate Henry's
0: game. Open cans uh, of worms at the end uh, of podcasts.
1: But I, I, I'll leave it with this. You know, like he's asked a specific question of like, what do I have to do to, you know, basically inherit eternal life? You know, and this complex story comes out of you know this um, this other who decides from another uh you know another area not right. in the tribe Different not religion. in not on the team decides to help somebody on the opposite team who's dying on the road while his own team members walk over him right and disregard him so the, the way to paradise the way to everlasting life is to consider those on the other team are more important than yourself first it's right like, what What the hell is this guy talking about? Oh, that's Um, incredible
0: incredible wisdom that we haven't figured out yet still. Like, we know that that happens, that when we humanize the enemy, we, like, that's when peace happens. But we just can't figure out how to do it.
1: Clearly, I'm not a good, you know, representation of that. But I know that to be true. But it's almost like I feel like, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with Kanye and Trump here in this situation. Like, look, give this dude a break. He's been through the freaking celebrity machine. Like nobody has ever been through it before. Yeah. He's, cr- he's crazy because of y'all. <laughs> he's, cr- he's crazy. Cause of I you. not know.
0: I saw the J- Jay Z interview with, um, with what's with, um, David Letterman. Yeah. He interviewed Jay Z and he asked about Kanye and Jay Z's like, you know, he's the same Kanye. Like, you know, when we were recording and he came into the studio and, declared stood up on the table and declared he was the best rapper of all time before he was anything and then started rapping for everybody. And everybody's like, what? (laughs) And Jay-Z's like, Jay-Z's like, it's the same guy. Like Kanye hasn't changed. He's just different. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like, you you
1: know what I mean? Like you need, those people do. Th- those people make life entertaining. Those people make life fun. If we were yeah, all not that way, if we were all not that way, you know, I think everything would kind of suck and be boring. And I'm, I'm not defending the crazy because there's certainly times when you know I feel like dude goes too far. But uh, clearly. anyway, clearly, my yeah. point is, is, like we don't, we don't understand these concepts. I mean, well, I, I don't know. Last night I was watching Seth Meyers, I was falling asleep and uh or going to bed and it's just endless endless jokes about trump and the white house and it just feels like it's low-hanging fruit have, at this point you guys have run out of material this yeah. is boring me to death i like, like colbert's
0: I, monologues on trump i think they're pretty good uh, but i think colbert's just kind of the best
1: but, yeah, uh, but but yeah but
0: you, i mean that's the thing is like you become president and you just get made fun of all the time and that just happens uh, I guess they probably made boring. fun of Obama less, but Obama gave them way less to make fun of. I mean Well, I mean Trump's wh- wild, you know, Trump's Kanye.
1: But I so, mean, you know, but what would it what would it be if Hillary was Oh, it would be president. brutal. It would be brutal. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You think Seth Meyers would be taking <laughs> you know, shots at Hillary all that? Uh,
0: honestly, like when you think of the counterfactual, which is, you know, when you historically look back and you go, what if Hillary would have won there? There's no, you think it's bad now. I really think it would have been way worse. And I've heard, you know, experts say this, that you would have driven the whole, you know, all the populace that, that wanted to vote for Trump underground. And it would have been just way more violent. Like what they achieved by him getting elected was sort of like a catharsis. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hillary getting elected after being, you know, seen from the, from the right and even on the left as, as sort of corrupt and shady dealings and disconnected and corporatist and getting all your rich buddies in, in power that her doing that, her filling her cabinet with her friends would have been way worse. I just think it would have been way worse. Here's the moral.
1: Here's (laughs) the moral of the story. If you're out there in your life and you're frustrated, you need an outlet of creation. And I think this is part of my point. Like, You know, like link me to to your artwork, you know, Um, if you're going to if you're going to criticize, send me a link to whatever you're doing, (laughs) Uh, because I think this is what makes people frustrated. They don't have any links to any of the stuff they're doing. I feel bad for this person who's attacking me because clearly they don't have an outlet. They don't have anywhere they can go. They don't have any sort of way they can get it out they don't you know even if that's just a gym membership then that's a gym membership for you but you know this podcast for us is a way for us to kind of dump all this stuff onto sure this it's, episode it, and, and, and our this music is a, this and is totally whatever.
0: conversational too so just so you guys know like we haven't really thought this out you know i texted nate and said hey you want to go let's talk yeah. about twitter so this is like you know me rambling whatever my eight minute rant was i probably said some offensive things apologize uh
1: in retrospect no but, uh, bullshit you're not you allowed also, to do that you no also, no no seriously you're not allowed to because that's what this whole episode's about dude you, well just be being myself you, you know yeah exactly but here's the thing
0: none nothing if that people I are going to email
1: us and be like that was stupid or whatever i identify I,
0: I identify with kanye i can't be pigeonholed you know i'm i'm a work in progress i'm on a journey and but i'm not going to feel... buy in to whatever so anything but i said in second this podcast there, could change tomorrow it could change yeah, tomorrow
1: but my point is, is you feel this pressure to have to put that caveat at the end, like, hey, by the way, here's no, this disclaimer. No, no, what I'm saying, what well, I was
0: going to invite people to argue with me on what I said and and see if I can clarify well, my point. I don't point. think you said
1: anything that, I mean, I going to be real, I don't think you said anything that controversial. Yeah, I but Nate, if anything-
0: you're a white male with blind spots and privilege. How would you
1: know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I'm redhead, man. i was the redheaded yeah. kid. I was the first to be put in the corner. Gingers. You know what I mean? Gingers have souls, okay, you guys? Yeah. You
0: know how much you know how much we had to put up with? Told we're yeah. not even human. That we don't even have souls. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're just lacking pigment in our <laughs> in our souls. You know, I mean, I get it. I don't feel like that's what I'm trying to say is I don't feel like this stuff is controversial. I don't feel like this stuff is who wants to burn books, you know, yeah. like like come on. There are people out there that said so many controversial things. It's sure. like Yeah, and no, we love them for it. We but love our, the Mark but like, Twains of Honestly, history. there's
0: there's people there's people who probably have a bone to pick, and by all means email us. Sure. Don't sure. email the trolls at gmail.com. You can send us an email. Don't email the trolls at gmail.com. And we'd love to read an email once in a while on this show. We've stopped doing that. And maybe we'll get some uh some good little singers. So shoot us an email if you think anything is good, bad, ugly. Uh we love your critique. We and lost we...
1: them all after the, the woman's critique episode,
0: man. Yeah, I know everyone's like, Yeah, we're never saying another email. That was a whole episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or no, we just lost <laughs> listeners because we were clearly yeah. really not. Yeah. We, we got were...
0: we we got too controversial, Nate. We need to get back to uh I don't know, who
1: knows? <laughs> no, don't feed the trolls, man. We're just gonna we're going to yeah. I mean we're we're going to do what we want to this do. This became our personal
0: therapy session. And everyone's like yeah.
1: that's boring. Yeah. But you're satisfying some need to create and sure. um, and I think that will sort of draw a crowd and draw an audience when sure. you're just feel well, free how, to say. What how how
0: lame is it that we consider our conversations creative? I guess in some fundamental sense they are. Every conversation however it goes is some sort of creation. So well, you All know, right. you,
1: you have to have lived you have to have lived some life and have some experiences before you can tell some stories and say some things. Half this podcast is our stories sure. and our history and our things. So it's, yeah, it's like you write a song when you're 17 years old. What are you gonna write about? You're gonna write about your junior high girlfriend? I don't sad. Know, I, I know it's a bummer. I wrote some of my best work when I was seventeen. Well, whatever. And... What I'm saying is like <laughs> it, it takes some it takes some life experience to to, to sure. draw from sure. Sure. and so like you know you got some experience, you got some you got some you got some, some Google ability, Matt. You've done something with your life uh, so
0: maybe. yeah i don't have a wikipedia page or anything i think you do yeah well well yeah did you
1: make Perhaps. your own joe probably made it i didn't make it joe no. joe would have made everyone's wikipedia page of course Je- he would have J- joe's the kind of guy that loves jeopardy and he's the kind of guy that loves spreadsheets and he's Me. the kind of guy that will make uh, mm. make a wikipedia for someone i don't know if it was him but whatever there mm. was uh there was a time but go out and make something i think that's that's good well get and you, reach get you, and get reach, it out
0: and reach out to people who are different from you and see them as human beings not as their group identity there's they the human condition and human suffering is a universal for every human and so we can relate on human levels we do not have to divide by groups or by offense of against a group or whatever like We can relate, you know? And that is kind of the the kingdom of heaven, as Nate said, in the Good Samaritan story. It's someone from a different group reaching across and saying, hey, I see you as a human being, and your life is valuable, and I'm going to take care of you. That's beautiful. we got to do more of that on Twitter. Stop just projecting Hitler onto every avatar and burning it down. So, anyways, Mm. that's it for this week. Let's let's sign off, Nathan.
1: I'm going to leave you with this quote from Booker T. Washington. Hell yeah, everyone out there. I have learned that success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life as by the obstacles which he has had to overcome while trying to succeed. Are
0: we human or are we dancers?